0: Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives,
1: where four marriage and sex bloggers discuss the naked truth.
0: What does God really want for the sexual intimacy in our marriage? I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous.
1: I'm Chris Taylor from The Forgiven Wife.
2: I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy.
0: I'm Bonnie Burns of Oyster Bed 7.
3: We're back with another podcast episode where we'll be talking to the guys. But first I want to ask a question of y'all, all Um, all of us ladies who are part of the sex chat for Christian wives. I want to know what y'all have been up to lately. What kind of projects are you currently working on?
2: This is Gay and I've been working on some blog projects. Uh, I'm trying to really hone in on my blog um, to really figure out who my reader group is and to really speak to those women and to try not to be diffuse and to try to reach every woman, but really to focus in who my readers are. So that's been kind of my blog project. And my project at home has been getting my vegetable garden in shape for the summer. So yeah, I'm super happy with that. <laughs> that's great.
0: Well, this is Bonnie from Oyster Bed 7, and I've been... Aside from my schoolwork, I've been trying to put together my orgasm series. I wrote a series of blog posts on, for pre-orgasmic women, and I'm trying to combine those into a booklet. So I've been, um, you know, editing those and adding some additional information as well as sending some graphics off to a graphic designer. And uh, cool. But I can't tell you when it'll be done. Probably six months.
1: <laughs> this is Chris. I'm, I've been really busy procrastinating, which somehow manages to take me a lot of time. But I've actually, <laughs> I've been doing, trying to do some different things. I've been doing some blog planning and blog cleanup. You know, I'm going through and indexing all my posts and really getting a better sense of what I've done because um, a couple times I've written posts and then I think that sounds really familiar and it turns out I already wrote a very similar post, so I'm trying to remind myself what I have on my blog, but I'm also, as I'm doing that, I'm also working on a book um, for women who want a little bit of help figuring out how to wrap their brains around the idea of spicing some things up. Um, It's not a how-to in terms of what techniques to do, but it's more uh, about your attitude and sort of mental outlook and some mental baby steps you can take to get ready to do some fun things. So I've got that going on. Um, I don't feel very productive, but I do get a little bit of stuff done every day, so I'm glad. And I planted petunias and tomatoes, which technically aren't vegetables, but they feel like vegetables, so I'll count them as veggies. (laughs)
3: And back to Jay, what's on my plate? Uh, I've been working on a YouTube project that I'm not really ready to say much about. And so I'll just tease that out there. And then I've been doing some research and starting to write um, the next book that I really want to put out there, which is going to be a book for the Higher Drive Wife.
1: Yay! Mm -hmm. Uh, Yay!
3: And as far as what's going on at home, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, not a whole lot. I, I did get a new bike, and so I'm hoping ah. that my husband and I will start doing some bike riding. Uh, Chris, can you tell us what the topic was with these five men that you talked to at the Christian Marriage Bloggers Retreat?
1: Today we're going to talk about there's the second question, and it was this. We, wives, we see all of our flaws, and then you, our husbands, tell us that we're beautiful. How do you see past our flaws to think we're beautiful okay let's take
3: a listen and hear what they have to say
1: well okay so let's go on to the next question and this is something women really don't understand we see all of our flaws and then you tell us that we're beautiful so how do you see past our flaws to think we're beautiful
4: my very deep and troubled issue with the question is the assumption that we see flaws to begin with. So the question is flawed. The question itself <laughs> is flawed. The, 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 the see, not I only told you I had flaws. <laughs> um, What if, as a husband, we have told you that you are beautiful and without flaws, what then? drives the question to be asked a second time. Are we, are, do you not believe us? Are you, you know, if, if what part of the discussion we had had, the, the pre discussion to this discussion was that maybe women are being told by society that they have to look a certain way or, or something has to happen. Okay, I, I understand that. But whose opinion do you value more In our relationship my opinion where I tell you that I have accepted you as a whole for for who you are and what you are and I see no flaws I simply see the the beautiful woman that I that I married and wanted to spend the rest of my life with or do you value society's opinion which tells you that you have to have flaws because you're not using the right you know whatever soap or you know, makeup or, or or even you say, well, I have emotional flaws. Well, you know, it's, it's a who's, who's from my perspective, when I hear this question, that's what goes to the heart of me. Who's, whose opinion do you value more? I think a part of it is how we're addressing
5: it because I did not marry a package of body parts when I married my wife. I married who she is inside, the the emotions, the the generosity, the integrity, all those things. And and what she is on the outside is just the wrapping paper. And because I love what's inside, the wrapping paper is really irrelevant. It doesn't matter to me that, you know, this is not the, the, the most perfect body part any woman has of this or that, you know, she's gotten older or wrinkled because that's, that's not who she
4: is. That is interesting. I understand what you're saying. And maybe now I'm playing the devil's advocate on this. When you hear that question, then are you podcast? hearing. You can't do <laughs> maybe maybe I'm playing the Judas advocate. Um, in that question, are you only hearing the physical flaws that she's asking about in that question? In other words, what you just described was that you married a, a, a package, a woman, that was wrapped in something that it may be flawed, but you're willing to accept that. I guess I understand that, but there's also, because I know my wife, she's going to say, well, I'm... I'm getting beyond my physical flaws, but I have these things that I do that I know they irritate you with these you know, whatever. Well see, so, I am so perfect that I can accept all of my wife's imperfections. That's <laughs> I go, I, I, the I, point I, is I'm not, I
6: know you over. I right would ag- <laughs> I would agree with what you're saying. I think there there is a place where a truly intimate couple should be figuring out how they become iron who sharpens iron that, that does grow each other through what could be considered flaws because we all have sins when you're talking the physical. um, I, I think there's, there's a place where many, not all, but many husbands have, have wired themselves to find their wife's physical form, the, definition of beauty exactly and and i think that to us is is that connection and uh, you know i actually was coaching a, a couple not long ago that this issue came up and the wife was asking the husband just to to make more comments that of what you supposedly think i am and they did that for a while and came back and the husband's answer was i've been trying to compliment you on what you look like but every time i do you argue with me right right And he says, I just don't want to have an argument when I tell you I think you're beautiful.
7: Well, I think we do that with God. And I think that um, what happens, I'm to love my wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. And when God looks at me, he doesn't see the sin if it's covered by the blood of Christ. And so now I have to, I look at my wife and I, I try to look at her with those eyes, not seeing um, the faults but seeing what's been done and what's been covered through the washing of the water of the word so now that the hard part is sometimes for me even to know that Christ and God see me without my faults mm-hmm. um, that they love me the way I am and so the more I can, can learn how God loves me that way the easier it is for me to love her that way and then hopefully convince her that that's the
8: way I love her and see her yeah, I'd, I'd draw that a little bit even a little bit further and say I think it's really important to God that we see ourselves the way he sees us, right? Mm-hmm. And I think few wives really understand how much husbands want their wives to see themselves through their eyes, mm-hmm. as beautiful, as accepted, as lovely. And so I think you know, if, if it's probably really hard, I'm not a, I'm not a woman so I don't really get the, you know, societal influence thing, but I think it's probably really hard but I think it would be very very helpful for husbands if their wives would would try harder to really believe that what they're saying right. about them you is know, true.
4: You know it's 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 a it's, a, it's an age old joke that you know it's a it's a rookie mistake to answer the question do these jeans make my butt look fat. <laughs> but the answer could be yes because that's how I like them to make your butt look. <laughs> you know um Recognize that, that we married you for who you are and that how you look and what you bring to the table emotionally um, is all part of what what we wanted when we declared before God and everyone, literally, that, that we wanted to spend our rest of our lives with you.
5: Let me give a potentially triggering example that may end up on the cutting room floor. Okay. <laughs> um, if my wife got breast cancer and had a double mastectomy and decided not to have reconstruction. I would like who she was, and I would know those scars. And if it wasn't painful, I would trace those scars, and that to me would be sexual and intimate. Okay, and I don't know if any woman can even begin to grasp that, but I love who's inside there. And so whatever her physical reality happens to be, that's what I love, and that's what I wanna know, and that's what I wanna be intimate with. I don't want her then you know, to hide that because you know, I'm no longer a woman. I no longer have breasts. I'm ashamed. It's like, no, this is who you are. This is beautiful.
4: Chris and I have actually had that discussion because, as a, as a creature that is drawn to physical attraction, her.
1: I'm gonna hide myself. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we'll I'll look out the window. Her. Well, it's it's her her form has always been something that appealed to me. She's actually had that conversation with me that would you continue to love me if I had to have a breast removed from cancer the question absolutely escapes me the logic of the question I I can't I can't fathom an answer to that because I don't understand the question It, it feels insulting it's not intended that way I no, I understand but that's what I'm saying is that 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 goes back to the question you know why do you look past our flaws because that's not what I see I, I'm gonna go to
6: the extreme um, because I think we've probably all had this this commenter or you know person asking this question uh, that writes in and husband or wife I've had both sides say you know what I now don't find my spouse attractive anymore mm-hmm. you know why why do you think that happens because I think that's that's in the core of the th- that you're talking about.
4: Now, I don't, I don't write a blog. I don't pretend to do one on television. But um, my concern in a question like that is what was, what was the relationship based upon to begin with? Right.
8: Yeah. I think For, from my from my experience, it's rarely a physical issue. It's almost always there's something in the relationship that's damaged or poisoned or something else that manifests itself as that but I I don't think it's it's normally that's not normally the source of of it it may have
5: been there was never a really emotional relationship you know you got a a young insecure you know selfish guy who was all about the body and had nothing more than that and if that's what you're building on it's not going to last well
4: yeah I I've become literally a second man since I have Chris and I first were married I am I am literally twice the man that I used to be. Um, if if the physical is what you are attracted to, that's going to change over time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, if you're getting a, a letter from someone who is reading your blog, saying I'm no longer attracted to my mate, I I, I agree with with uh, Scott. It, there has to be something. It, if Simply put, if you're that vain, that after 20 years of marriage, you no longer are physically attracted to your mate because they got old, um, there's, there's deeper problems. Yeah. Right,
6: I would agree, and I think that's, that's what I would say, is that the barometer has shifted so that your focus is on attraction versus the emotional connection versus the, I love who this person is.
5: But the one person in a thousand who says that—that's their voice—is huge. That's Everyone exactly hears right. that. No, my husband's like that, or my wife's like that. It works both ways. That's exactly and, right. And
4: that peaks the fear. Something else just struck me, and only because a couple of days ago I got an invitation to my 35th um, high school graduation. And as I was thinking about this, I'm remembering all of my classmates. As we looked 35 years ago, right. you know. So when I see them at the reunion, you know, I'm boy, you got old, boy, you got bald, boy, you got fat. I still see my wife in the way that we got married 30 years ago. You and that that, yeah. that 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 does not change.
7: As the romantic vineyard, one of the things that we emphasize all the time is the, the constant pursuit of one another and, and my constant pursuit of Debbie. And so whether that's in the attention that I give her through the day, the thoughtful deeds, the things I say, um, the purposeful... Um, drawing her in and drawing her close those are the things that happen daily and and aren't just about the physical part and so it becomes easier then, hopefully for her to know how much I love her how much I'm thinking about her how much my my efforts and my thoughts and my finances and everything I am go towards making her feel like she's the best thing in my life exactly. and she is yeah so Hopefully, then, when it comes to me complimenting her about her physical attractions or her physical appearance, um, those parts are more easily accepted because she knows how much effort I put into making her feel that way.
6: Uh, the only thing I want to add is is that I I, th- I don't want to sell short the fact that we like the package that our wives are wrapped in, right? Um, which is the reason why we like things like lingerie and we right. want to, you know make love with the lights on and, and all of those kind of things because we enjoy seeing. Right. And that's a positive. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. We're back. Ladies. What did you think this time about what the men said? I thought there was a lot of interesting stuff. So I'm interested to hear what y'all have to say.
1: Well, you know, I asked the question, how do you see pastor flaws to think we're beautiful? And my husband immediately told me it was a flawed question. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> although I have to say I was intrigued To hear his explanation of why, that he just doesn't see me as flaws. But
0: what did you all think?
1: Yeah, he's a sweetie.
0: I really liked the, um, the statement that we should see ourselves as God sees us. And I think that has a lot to say about women's self-esteem too, not just not believing our husbands when they say we're beautiful, but, but if we see ourselves as God sees us, I think it softens all the edges about our criticism of ourself. I don't know if that makes sense or not.
1: Yes, Scott was the one who said that, and I just thought that was such an important statement. He also added, it would be helpful to husbands if wives would try harder to believe what mm-hmm. our husbands are saying, and you know, there's part of me that thinks, yeah, that's really a nice idea. But I'm thinking, I already try so hard with so many things. I can't make myself believe something, can I?
0: Yeah, you can. I mean, you can give yourself permission, permission to consider that he's not lying. I think you can believe that he believes it entirely. Yeah, you
3: know what I'm saying yes, like yes. you may not feel that entirely yourself. You probably see more flaws, but I think that. That was a recurring theme here, that they don't want to be told they're liars, basically. Mm -hmm. And they want to be believed when they say, hey, I think you're beautiful. And then if we argue with them, it feels like we're criticizing them
2: and we're calling them liars. Yeah, I thought it was helpful to hear, and I hope it will be helpful to our listeners, just to hear several men say, we just don't see our wives the way they see themselves. We see them as whole people who we believe are beautiful. Whereas we as women, I think are often focusing on pieces of ourselves and maybe not seeing us as a whole person. Um, so I, I thought it was encouraging to hear them say, we just don't look at our wives that way. We don't. And even if I thought it was somebody talked about going to a reunion And seeing people, you know, who have now gotten older, who are the same age as he and his wife, and thinking, wow, he looks old, she looks old, but still, they still don't, he still doesn't see his wife that way. You know, I've heard the term, uh, I think it's husband glasses used, (laughs) something like that. Yeah, they just, um, I think they just see us quite differently than we tend to see ourselves.
3: I think when you have a good marriage, though, that you have this situation of being naked in front of this person, you don't just see this person, you see everything that you've been through with them, everything they are to you. And I I do think that those are rose-colored glasses. I've said, like, sex, I think, is kind of like rose-colored glasses, which is why I think it's a bad idea before marriage, because then you don't see clearly at a time when you really should be assessing clearly whether this is the right person. But once you're in marriage, it's really nice because you don't see all that stuff. You see, you have this whole relationship with this person. And, uh, and I've said, you know, objectively speaking, I understand my husband is not the hottest guy on earth. Um, but to me, he is absolutely the most attractive one because of our relationship. And he also is kind of (laughs) hot. (laughs) <laughs> love
1: you honey <laughs> well and you know I loved what it was Brad who who talked about how a husband who loves his wife finds that she becomes his standard of beauty mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. she's beautiful because she's she's the one um, and Jason from My Beloved Is Mine wrote a wonderful post about that that I, I hope we link to on our show notes um but that just spoke so much to me. And I have to say that even though I don't find myself beautiful, when I'm with my husband, I do feel beautiful. He brings out the beautiful in me.
7: Aww. Yeah. Yes. I know, I'm all gushy. He,
0: well, who was it that says they were wired to see their wife as a definition of beauty? I know you just said that, but who? That was, it was Brad. That was Brad. Because I do believe that sex helps wire men's brains to see their wife as their standard. I think it's the actual act, the biochemicals and things that go on. So that I yeah, the more sex you have, the more beautiful you get, ladies.
3: I think, well, that's true. I think it was <laughs> <laughs> I think Tom was the one who said something about how when you're in constant pursuit of your spouse, it just kind of revs up those feelings too. Those kind mm-hmm. of it keeps that that passion and that those feelings alive, I think.
1: Yeah. And he talked about how when you're pursuing in so many ways, not just physically, but all of the things that you do for, for your spouse, that then when you're expressing feelings of attraction, it doesn't feel like, you know, that's the only thing that he's wanting Mm -hmm. because it really, I mean, they all stressed how it's a package. A whole package,
3: yeah. yeah. But I, I okay. We've all been agreeing and agreeing, and so here I go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive into it. I was gonna say they said like, um, I, somebody said I did marry a package of body parts, and and they went on to say, well, that's you know, there's just a wrapping paper, and it's about what's inside, and and we married, you know, the person inside, and I, I get that, and I, I totally understand that. However. You cannot tell me that these guys did not notice what we look like when they were dating us. And so I think there is this thing and we know that men like hot women. So I kind of feel like there was a little bit of um, uh, I don't know. But I don't want to say if blindness on their part, blind spot, that's what I would say. I feel like there was sort of a blind spot with that that they don't that but I think they, that's you need where to understand.
1: It's a blind spot that's in the re- and it's in the rearview mirror. You know, they look back and they've been so changed by sexual intimacy with us that maybe they don't even remember that the first thing that really attracted wasn't the inside. I don't know. I'm trying to think the best of what they said.
3: <laughs> well, I know. And I and, and I and I totally believe that they that they believe that, but I'm just saying that there's that just didn't fully I felt like my own experience is kinda like, come on guys. I mean, but you did notice, like you I don't know. It, no, I, I, I get I mean, that. I, mean, I would say it's but untrue. I, I'm just saying they, you know. Well, there is because hard. there's
0: some men have a, a bigger need for an attractive spouse. You know, they have a bigger need for her to look a certain way, even, you know, after 30 years of marriage. Um, so, yeah, I think I think you have a valid point, Jay, that there is a certain amount of exterior.
1: And, and Brad said at the end. Oh, yeah. It, he didn't want to sell short the fact that they do like the package. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I thought, well, that was good to acknowledge.
2: The uh, thing that I had a little bit of trouble with um, was someone said, What drives the question to be asked a second time? Whose opinion do you value more? And that frustrated me a little bit because I think, say, okay, let's say a 40 year old woman who for 40 years has heard messages, you know, cultural, maybe familial from peers, has been immersed in a a culture that values youth and beauty among women. You can't just step out of that because somebody says something to you one time or even a dozen times. So that just felt like a little bit of kind of, a male way of thinking about things. That was, that
1: was also my husband. And I totally get that. I don't like what he does. The, um, you know, whose opinion do you value more? Because it's yeah. not even about whose opinion you value. It's about the fact that we're so flooded with messages that it's hard to remember that it is an opinion and not a fact. I, I like,
3: I feel like the thing that they, they need to understand. And I've told my husband, this is look, I, I get it from your perspective. I said it, it's true. I fixed it. I moved on. And I'm like, okay, but what the way that most women work is we want to be reassured more than once fairly often. And so I've tried to encourage men. You need to tell her she's beautiful repeatedly and your actions need to back that up as in you're not, gazing at a bunch of other women. You're not ogling over stuff on game of Thrones or watching porn Mm -hmm. uh, or things like that. You've got to back it up with your actions and reassure her. And that will go a long way toward combating the messages. It's going to take more probably because the opinion that matters the most on how, on you feeling beautiful is yourself, frankly. Mm
7: Um,
3: but I definitely think that our husbands can be, uh, really great at helping us see ourselves through different lens, through those goggles that they have.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think we need to remember these aren't rookie husbands. I think we might, we might've had a different answer if some of them have been younger. Um,
3: I, th- I, I thought that was nice though, that they basically said like, you're going to change. We know your body's going to change over time.
0: Mm, um, but you are right too, Jay, because in in Dave and I's, I always talk about this, and I hope I'm not beating a dead horse. When when we changed, our marriage totally changed, and part of the reason was I needed a positive word from him every day. So, and and I've told Jay this story before. Um, he put in his phone a, a, a an alarm that every day he would tell me he I was beautiful every day, and it's done exactly what Jay has said having that reaffirmation day after day after day, I believe it. He says I'm beautiful and I believe it and I I can walk, you know, so, and, and I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm, I'm it's, it's, I believe in and it's because it's built on the trust that Tom Walter was talking about the pursuit. Um, so. Our husbands have so much power
1: to help us see ourselves. As they see us and as God sees us. You know, that's, um, that was what Scott mentioned that they wish that husbands wish their wives would see themselves as God sees us. And my husband plays a huge role in that. And his words and actions just are so powerful when they're used to build me up.
0: I also think about First Peter three fourteen or whatever the beauty of a quiet spirit and I
1: just what is it general quiet today. spirit
0: right and you know it doesn't mean that I have to be soft and quiet and not talk when my husband's talking and that kind of thing it's it's a content spirit and that's I think what his daily affirmation has given me is a is a content quiet spirit so yes what you have just said Chris is that what our husbands do, do go a long way to helping us become more Christ-like.
1: I was really struck by Paul's comment about if his wife got breast cancer and had a mastectomy, um, that the scars, he said, if it weren't too painful, I would trace the scars and it would be sexual and intimate because that's still my wife and I still love her. And I thought, you know, we go through so much change and those of us who've who've, um, had pregnancies, you know, we certainly have changed bodies as a result of that. We get older, and hearing that kind of comment is so comforting. And and my husband and I have had that same conversation. So it was a nice thing to hear someone
3: say.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Uh, does anyone have anything else? I, it looks like that's it. Um, so this was a really interesting topic, and I appreciate the guys weighing in on this. And I hope it's given our listeners something to think about, and maybe they can have some discussions with their husband about
0: their beauty and their lack setting, of flaws. And setting a timer on their phone.
3: Yeah, that always reminds <laughs> me of the, the verse on the um, reminds me of the verse in Song of Solomon's that says, "You are altogether lovely; there is no flaw in you." Thanks so much for joining us today on Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We encourage you to check out our website at SexChatforChristianwives.com where you can find show notes and links to resources. That's sexchatforchristianwives.com. for F O R Christian Wives dot com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, please take just a few minutes to leave a review on iTunes so that others can find the show. And tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to reach out to new listeners. We appreciate you being with us today, and we pray that God blesses you this week as you pursue healthy and holy sexual intimacy in your marriage.